Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the spymaster director of our mystery shopping report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. For you viewing us by streaming, you'll see something different. You'll see uh, our beautiful faces, mainly mine. I'm the most handsome one. No, I'm Nancy. Yes, she... <laughs> But uh, we're taking the mask off, and I just thought uh, it was kind of a spur-of-the-moment thought. We're all vaccinated, double vaccinated, and some of us are triple vaccinated. We have, uh, in fact, uh, three of us have boosters, and uh, we're all completely protected. And uh, we have seen the COVID issue in our area of the country come down significantly, and hopefully uh, in your area of the country, wherever you're listening to it. So... Uh, it was symbolic. We talked about it last year on the show about why do we wear the mask. We had some people that didn't like it. It does muffle their voice, and and uh, it's always nice if you're streaming to be able to see the lips move and the faces. And so here we are. You can see my lips move. You can see my face. And I think you know, people are saying out there, put the mask back on. Or, <laughs> but I don't care. I'm, I'm going to take it off. You can look at Nancy. If you don't like it, you don't look at me. Look at Nancy. And we have uh, a substitute. Uh, Josh is in for Stu. Uh, Josh is my youngest son. Stu is my oldest son. And Stu is uh, taking a weekend uh, visiting uh, my grandson in New York. And uh, here we are in the studio. We got Rick back. And uh, uh, we really apologize for the void in the show last week because uh, Rick Kearney, who is our certified diagnostic master technician, uh, was gone. And we had to fake it for last week we uh googled a lot and we uh probably made a lot of mistakes and pretended like we knew stuff we didn't know no we didn't do that i took over for you rick yeah yeah. (laughs) all right yeah rick is back and 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 of course speaking of rick uh uh, i know there's some pent-up demand for uh questions on cars mechanical uh i say mechanical it's no longer so you know it's uh, it's all electronic now and rick's got the answer that's the bottom line so if you have a squeak, rattle, or roll in your car and you don't know what it is and you're afraid to go to the dealer because he's going to take advantage of you or the independent repair uh, place, uh, you just don't want to get uh, uh, a lot of money charged for something that shouldn't cost a lot of money, call Rick, 877-960-9960. And Rick monitors our YouTube channel because we do stream and we have Facebook, YouTube, uh, uh Twitter, uh, what else do we stream it on? We're uh, streamearloncars.com, www.streamearloncars.com. So we're in a living color all over the, the globe. And um, Rick can give you a diagnosis. He can give you, a, you, know, you know, you can't be absolutely sure until you see the car and drive the car, put it on the diagnosti- diagnostic equipment. But he's, uh, he's been doing this for over a quarter century, and he knows how to fix cars real well, and he knows symptoms. If you want to, you really want to get cool, 
you can send a snapshot, a video, uh, even a recording. That's always a good idea today with the 21st century, the digital age. You know, you don't have to go physically places anymore. You can send a audio clip, video clip, combination of both, and let somebody diagnose it. Rick? You know, that's actually something that a lot of folks have done when they have an intermittent weird noise on their car. Yeah. Take a video of it and show yeah. it to the mechanic. Yeah, instead of going, it goes beep, 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 or it goes whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I mean, you're, it's always to have the real video, uh, audio, right? I'm sure exactly. those, those impressions are pretty entertaining. The yes, right. Wah, 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 oh, wah. They're good, though. <laughs> they're good, yeah. All those sound effects, they yeah. definitely help, don't they? Yep. Yeah, we're using our cameras on our phones for so many different things. Some we wouldn't want to mention on the air. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway, anyway, when, when we... Um, when we get a car diagnosed, wherever you go, it's a good idea just like if you're going to get yourself diagnosed. If you have a symptom and you go to the doctor and he tells you that uh, this, this, and this, if it's something that could be serious, you get a second opinion, don't you? And uh, in fact, uh, very interesting. Uh, insurance companies have the data on this. We're talking health now instead of cars, but on, on your physical health, that if you get three opinions, typically, one of them differs from the other, too. So, uh, you know, if you, if you do that for your life, maybe you want to do it for your car, too. You want to be certain? I mean, if you get a, somebody says it's going to cost you $2,000 to fix this, you know, even if he looks good and sounds good and maybe he's got the credentials, you might want to go to another guy and then mm -hmm. maybe a third party. And it's just the way you should do it. It's a good idea. Getting three bids on prices, three diagnoses on car maladies and yourself, your, your, your own physical diagnosis. So uh, that's my first tip of the day, and uh, we're, going to, uh, we're going to have our mystery shopping report, and uh, uh, Stu is uh, typically the uh, cyber master uh, undercover uh, person on that. So, uh, Josh uh, does a lot of that work anyway, behind the scenes, even when Stu is here, works with Agent Lightning quite a bit, and uh, he will be uh, in charge of that uh, today. Uh, we probably have more comments from people about our mystery shopping reports than just about anything else. And uh, we're going to cover a lot of material today. And I remind all of you that uh, you can get just about everything that we say on this show and then some at EarlOnCars.com. www.EarlOnCars.com. That's our website. Uh, blog, uh, blog articles, and on our Mystery Shopping Report, we have a list, an archive, of all those Mystery Shopping Reports. And you can, you can read them, you can listen to them, a podcast, uh, and from all that data that we have been gathering over the years, we have a list of dealers that we say, you're safer with these dealers than these dealers. You have the recommended dealers and the do not buy from dealers. We grade the dealers, and you can choose who you want to buy from. You're never going to get, well, I won't say that. We've actually had a couple A's recently. I, I see a trend. I think car dealers, uh, I sure hope I'm right, seem to be cleaning up their act a little bit. And uh, we just never got an A, uh, but we, we've had a few recently. So choose, uh, do you want to go to a C dealer, a D dealer? Uh, we don't put the F dealers on the recommended list. We put them on the don't buy list. If they get an F, they're so bad that uh, we give them a chance to redeem themselves. 
and we go back later and check them again. So uh, Josh Stewart is in charge of that. Uh, you're going to love the report. I always say that. Uh, we shopped uh, Bessmith Kia. Are they in uh, Fort Pierce? Yes, they're in Fort Pierce. Fort Pierce, yeah. Fort Pierce, Florida. And we have to say that now because Agent Lightning is going all over the country and uh, different states. And uh, we also have vigilantes in different states. And uh, we will ask you, uh, Nancy will remind you, I'll remind you right now. See this hat? If you're streaming us, that's a free hat you get if you will volunteer to be a vigilante. And you can go to earlvigilantes.com or you can just go to earlandcars.com and get the information. We ask you to fill out a little bit of a personal information about your experience, knowledge about cars, to be sure that you're qualified to be a, a vigilante. I mean, vigilantes are not, you know, we're not lynching dealers. <laughs> we're just helping, yeah, we're helping the victims. We're helping the people that are taken advantage of. Uh, especially those that are not digitally uh, sharp. Um, you know, if you're, if you're a senior, and I, you know, Nancy and I are seniors, uh, a lot of us are not as sharp on the uh, 21st century digital thing. I mean, smartphones, PCs, uh, you know, the web, and the rest of it is a bit of a challenge. And most of uh, buying now is going online. Uh, that was... Uh, really speeded up by the whole COVID phenomenon. Uh, Amazon is the prototype. Uh, ex uh, what a great example. You know, I bought this shirt on Amazon. I bought my pants, my Levi's on Amazon. Uh, uh, I think I bought my underwear on Amazon. You just took the words right out of my yes. mouth. And uh, <laughs> so if you're online savvy, you can really get a good deal. I'm not saying you can't buy a car on Amazon, but but you can buy just about everything else. And if you want to buy a car, and you can do it digitally now, find a dealer that's, that offers that, and try to get an out-the-door price. So uh, vigilantes uh, are there to help you, uh, and we have several. If you go to EarlOnCars.com, uh, we list our vigilantes, and you can contact them and find one near your area. So I'm going to introduce Nancy Stewart. She's uh, sitting immediately to my left, and uh, probably the main reason we took our mask off is so you can see Nancy. She's mm -hmm. quite attractive. Not quite. And, uh, um, she, and uh, it, it's any, all yours. At any rate, pardon me for interrupting you, uh, but uh, to what Earl said about volunteers, uh, remember, too, um, Earl was just talking about Amazon and, you know, being able to, you know, find your way uh, around the uh, Internet. There are some of us who um, aren't as savvy, and uh, you too can volunteer to help. Uh, you can help in a big way, just like you can with Earl's Vigilantes. And it's all on Earl at Cars. Um, Earl on Cars, and uh, there you can go and you can uh, sign up, not only for Earl's Vigilantes, where you'll be helping everyone in your community and everyone in between, and we really have some very talented volunteers. Uh, Mark, right? Mark being one of them. Mm -hmm. He is amazing, and from time to time he gives us a call. <clears throat> so take advantage of that, helping seniors maneuver their way around the internet um, it's an important part of all of our lives now in more ways than one whether we like it or not 877-960-9960 
or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget, youranonymousfeedback.com. Youranonymousfeedback.com. And ladies, ladies, I implore you, give us a call. Say hello. Let us know how your service went, whether you were looking to buy a vehicle, whether you were selling your vehicle the demand is high today. That used vehicle you are driving is worth a whole lot more than you think it is. So with all of those options, give us a call. You can win yourself $50 for the first two new lady callers. First two new lady callers, $50 win-win situation. Give us a call at 877 877- 960-9960. And on a sidebar, I have to mention, you and I on our way in, Earl, um, we were talking, well, maybe I was talking about the past and how things began with us and gosh, Jonathan was around back then and what a crazy time. And uh, we haven't thought about click and clack for a long, long time. But what an amazing ride. What an amazing journey for all of us here on this radio show. And it's been so much fun. And we're so passionate about helping you and giving you information. But guess what? Most of all, you make the show. We enjoy your company. We enjoy your calls. We enjoy your comments. And you can take advantage of all the options and getting in touch with us. So do just that. We're going to have a fabulous show this morning. And uh, God bless Tom and Ray, two amazing people. I believe that they were just mechanics, and they just started out, and they never realized the journey that they would continue on as two brothers out of Boston for the next 30 or 40 years. And here we are on the same, I believe, the same path. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to turn the mic over to Josh. Josh, and um, we can't thank him enough. Uh, he is making uh, uh, his presence here. Uh, he's filling in for Stu and uh, Josh. We just don't say enough great things about Josh. He is irreplaceable, and he is a huge part of this, well, this journey that we're on. He's very important. I couldn't agree with you more, Nancy. You don't say enough nice things about me, guys. <laughs> no, it's an, it's an honor to be here sharing a, sharing the table. Oh, wait a second. Did you say, oh, boy, earlier? <laughs> well, you know, you were getting a little blue on a Saturday morning. I had a <laughs> it is an honor to be here with you guys. Uh, I look forward to uh, some callers and, and, uh, and giving them some sound advice to protect them from the uh, mm. treacherous world of servicing and buying a vehicle. Um, I have an anonymous feedback if you want to get the ball rolling on that. Perfect. This one's in your wheelhouse. Actually, it's assigned to you, Dad. Earl, you've been saying that the chip shortage would be over and inventory back to normal by the end of the year. This doesn't seem to be the case. All I'm reading now says this will last until possibly 2023. Are you still singing the same tune? I wonder if this person was driving in with us this morning (laughs) because we were tossing that around pretty good on 95. It's been on. Nearly off. turned that. We nearly flipped that Tesla. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the um, chip shortage will be over for many of the manufacturers by the end of the year. Uh, 
it depends on uh, who we're talking about. In general, all the manufacturers will be in a better position by the end of the year. Um, so uh, it's, it's a matter of uh, what you're looking for, to, which, which, what kind of vehicle do you want to buy? Uh, Toyota actually uh, uh, happened to come out better than most of the manufacturers in this whole chip issue. Uh, they are, are very tight right now on microchips and therefore the production is probably bottomed out. But the information we've gotten now is that we are bottomed out and uh, things are going to look better in November and December. And things will probably be even better in January and February. So it's not a black or white issue. Mm -hmm. uh, you need to decide when you want to buy your car or when you better yet need to buy your car and wait as long as you can that's all I mean if you can't if you can wait only well if you can't wait then you have to buy the car right if you can wait uh, you're better off to wait 30 days and then than, than uh, buy today uh, and then you're better off in 60 days uh, we had a, a prospective customer the other day that we advised uh, on buying a Sienna van and we said yeah we'll sell you a van today it'll take a while Prices are going to come down. Mm -hmm. now, probably, if you buy in 60 to 90 days, you'll save a couple thousand dollars. So, how important is saving a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars to you? Higher price car, the greater the uh, savings, and uh, you just have to uh, use your judgment. One, you have a double whammy coming up. The microchips will become more plentiful. Production will increase. And we've got the new models coming out. The 2022s are already here to some extent. Uh, by January, you'll have almost all the uh, 2022s out. So you're always better to buy the current year model car, especially when there's availability. And uh, if you buy a 2021 now, you get the double whammy. You get hurt on depreciation, and you pay too much money for the for the uh, last year's model car. You know, when you buy a, when you buy a 2021 car and the 2022s are out, nobody remembers three years from now that you bought that car new. Mm -hmm. They don't look at it as a three-year-old car. They look at the calendar. And you bought a 2021 when you could have bought a 2022. So they think you got a four-year-old car, not a three-year-old car. And the difference in depreciation between a three- and a four-year-old car is substantial. So uh, I say I'll wait till December, January. And no matter what car you buy, you'll save some money. Certain cars, you'll save a lot of money. Earl, whenever we uh, were on our way in <clears throat> to the uh, show, let me say the dealership, um, you and I were talking about the microchip. Um, is this fake news, uh, what you just said and what I read and uh, what someone told me? Is it fake news? They're looking at 2022, twenty. 23 as far as the microchip shortage is concerned now things are getting better yes, that is fake news it is not uh, going to take till 2023 or 2022 to correct the microchip shortage. okay so you're saying that december 2021 microchip shortage won't be something we need to consider i said everything will be back to normal this is like 60 minutes right here yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, what i said was that it's going to get better in December. Better. And it'll get even better in January. It'll be getting even better in February. Okay, 2022. Uh-huh. Okay, thank you. Uh, we are going to go to the phones where right. we have a young lady by the name of Lori Carter, and she is a first-time caller. Oh, great. Welcome to the show, Lori. 
good morning and thank you. Good morning. Um, you just won yourself fifty dollars. No way. It's <laughs> my lucky day. You make no, sure you leave your information uh, so that uh, I can get that check out to you. You can send your information to my email address. Okay, thank you. I will. What can um, we do for you this I morning? Well, I was lucky enough to buy a car that I've been wanting for about 50 years, a 2017 Mustang. Ooh. So now, yeah, yeah I know. I'm, <laughs> so I have a Ford Focus 2017 that I would like to sell. Am I better off trying to sell it locally or just go online and try to get bids from different dealers? Lori, have you um, have you heard of uh, WeBuyAnyCars.com? Uh, no, I haven't. WeBuyAnyCars.com. Okay. A, a lot of a lot of people haven't. Uh, I'll turn the mic over to Earl. Well, uh, Josh will answer that question because we get uh, a lot of calls and uh, we buy a lot of cars through third-party sources that we used to never do. Yeah, <clears throat> Lori, you're in a great position because. Uh, you're one of these um, rare people nowadays who has a car to sell, but doesn't need to buy a new car already. You have you already bought the Mustang, is that right? Correct. It's yeah, sitting in my garage. Oh, looking Come. really pretty. How <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> you better. You should get behind the wheel and take it for a Saturday drive. No. I'm definitely <laughs> going to do that today. <laughs> um, but bottom line is, <clears throat> what Nancy said is, is completely correct. Uh, we buy any car is one of the local outfits that'll just purchase a car from you and they make it real easy. Um, my advice to you, and I believe my uh, father would have the same advice, is to shop it around. Uh, take it to two or three okay. different dealerships. Try a couple uh, online resources. Uh, Carvana is one. Vroom.com is another. Uh, be, oh. You're uh, you're really in the driver's seat here because uh, you have a car to sell and everybody wants to buy your car right now. So be patient, get at least three or four buy offers and uh, go to the highest one. That's okay, correct. and then can I like bargain with them and say, oh, sure. you know, say I go to and let them know that somebody else offered me this, are you willing to come up to this, blah, blah, blah. Absolutely, right now a car is worth what somebody will pay for it and uh, you don't have to take the first or second or even third offer. So, like I said, be patient, be strong, and get all the money. <laughs> and, uh, Lori, if you've got the time, hmm, take advantage of it. Negotiate. Negotiate, okay. negotiate. So I don't have to worry about. I don't have to worry about the price dropping out on me in the next couple of weeks. No, 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 not not. <laughs> every everyone is looking for a used car. The auto industry. I'm talking about. There's such a shortage on new and used cars because of the. Wow. Uh, uh, we have an inventory shortage. We have a microchip uh, problem shortage, and uh, you right. are sitting in the driver's seat. And that vehicle, being as you have the time. Take your time. Go get uh, four or five uh, uh, prices okay. on your vehicle if you if you have the time. But you're going to be paid, well, m much more. I'm going to say triple, Josh. It depends no, on the vehicle. Or double. Like about probably thirty percent higher than she would have got last year. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty strong used car market right yeah, now. Yeah. So thirty percent more in my pocket. That's you know mm -hmm. impressive. So that's our advice, Lori. 
All right. Well, thank you. I listen to you guys just about every Saturday that I can. Oh, thank and you I so really much. So much from you guys. I mean, you're just a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you saying that, and we really learn a lot from our listeners. And please, Lori, spread the word uh, to the ladies that they too can win themselves fifty dollars. And it's always the first two new lady callers that can win themselves $50. And thank you so much for helping me to build this platform for women in this industry because we've become a voice, we've become very powerful, and we have really taken the auto industry by surprise. They depend on us for spending the kind of money that we spend. Thank you, Lori. Thank you. Have a great day. You're what? Bye-bye. Let me talk a little bit about uh, the high-priced used cars. Of course, the uh, dealers know uh, that you're looking to get more money for your used car, and you know that your used car is worth more. So, like everything else, they're going to exaggerate, and they're going to tell you that they're going to pay you far more for your used car than they will. Now, remember, the reason they're buying your used car is so they can sell it to somebody else, and they don't want to pay you too much, they want to buy it for as little as possible. Uh, so you're going to find most dealers are going to be saying the same thing, including you know our dealership. We say we want to buy used cars, and we will pay you more, and we will. But we won't pay you too much. We'll pay you what we can afford to pay you, and then take that car that we bought from you and retail it to somebody for even more than we paid you. So. Uh, Look at the uh, facts. Nobody, no car dealer is going to pay you too much for a used car because then if he does, he's going to lose money when he tries to retail it. So it's uh, it's your hot button, and they know that. And they, if if there's somebody out there that thinks that if I, someone can offer me enough money for my trade-in, I'm going to go in there and sell it to them. They get you in the door. Why? Not because they want your trade-in, because they want to sell you a car. And then, surprise, 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 you're not getting as much for the trade-in as you thought you were going to get. They may have done that by a little sleight of hand, paying, overcharging even more for the car you're buying so they can pretend to give you more for the trade-in. So it, it's, it, nothing has changed with dealers. Uh, they're going to tell you what you want to hear to get you in the door, and then you will be taken advantage of. And shopping and comparing with different dealers, shopping and comparing with this new phenomenon that's come on in the past couple of years, the third-party used car sellers. I mean, they are they are proliferating. They're 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 proliferating to the point where I can't even remember all their names now. I think Carvana was one of the first, and we buy any car.com, Vroom, and there's a couple more that I can. One of the old reliables is CarMax. CarMax is a good company, uh, they're fair, they're honest, and they do buy cars, they've always bought cars, and but you still have to check and compare. CarMax will pay you a lot more for a car than Vroom on one day, and then Vroom will pay you a lot more for a car on one day than CarMax, and the same goes for Carvana. Each of them has their own customer base, and they have their supply and demand situation, and that's how they're going to base the offer they will give you on your used car. So, as Nancy said earlier, if you can get five or six bids, you're better off than three or four bids. So, sure. you're in the driver's seat, like Josh said. Yeah. You can really, you can really uh, be the boss 
and you can end up getting a good amount of money for your uh, used car. And that won't be that won't be true a few months from now. I don't know when it's going to slow down, but it, yeah, it, it's a roll that does. It, it's not going to last forever. And you know, folks, uh, what to what Earl said, you know, about nothing much changing in this industry. Uh, I could do two hours on that, uh, but uh, I want to thank everyone who is listening and who, you know, gives us compliments uh, week in and week out because we are changing the industry. And as we change the industry, we're helping you and you're helping us. Give us a call toll free at 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go back to the phones and we're going to talk to Frank. Good morning, Frank. Well, good morning to you all. Um, it's, always, it's always nice to hear new folks um, on, the, on the radio such as Josh. But um, first thing I want to say to Rick, I called a couple weeks ago about an outboard motor that we kind of, um, kind of tried putting diesel in by mistake instead of gas. And we took his advice and got it cleaned up and put the gas in it starts up perfect runs perfect there was no no issues with it so thank you so much excellent glad we could help yeah and um also the guys that did the repair on it um the dealer says that motor's worth a lot it's only 10 hours of use it's like almost a brand new engine Ooh. Wow. You can, it's like it's like you guys don't have cars they don't have outboard motors so in another week or two i'm going to put it up for sale and, and hopefully get some money back on that and um, for Josh, um, I had the um, rare opportunity of meeting him a few months ago on a Thursday when I was trying to get a key made for a car. And he may remember I had brought some um, goodies for his sales staff, some bagels and cookies and things like that. So I do indeed. I, I always remember the, the man who brings the bagels. Oh, boy. <laughs> and so anyway, and then we actually went to, um, I know you guys like Big Dog Ranch, but we went to Peggy Adams for our two cats the other day. Aww. I couldn't believe the amount of new buildings in there. I, I, I had been there for a few years, and it was like overwhelming. But a um, very nice operation there. Absolutely. And then I, I got to get this young man to call in probably next week or the following week. He, he works at Panera. He's 20 years old, and he needed a new car. It was going to be his first new car. And... He was looking for Kias, and he wasn't getting any deals down here. So he went up to Deland, Florida, where his grandmother lives last weekend. And the car they showed him had a sticker on there of $27,000. And he says, well, that's not right, you know, the Southern Maroney sticker and stuff like that. And he and his grandmother was able to get them down, I think, to like around $20,000 from twenty-seven for a brand new 2022 Kia. Hmm. Of course, I don't know what they're really supposed to be worth, but anyway, he said he almost had them down in the 19s, but they, you know, and I want him to call and tell you his experience because whatever he did was really outstanding. So uh, I'm sure he'll call you up and let him know, but anyway, let's see what else. Um, yeah, that's, that's about it, but we enjoy your show and Oh, I got a question. Um, Anne-Marie that goes there and sees Randy has been getting her Lexus service there for years. She's toying with the idea of possibly selling her car. And I guess, like you said, right now is the highest time. I mean, it's a one-owner car, super, super clean, maintained by you guys. And, um, you have any idea what a 2008 LX, or Lexus RX 350 might be in the market for? 
you know, Frank, it's harder now for us to, we can give you a price, we can tell you what we would pay for that a vehicle, but we'd also say somebody else might pay you more. Uh, uh, w w all we can do is analyze our market, our supply and demand, and what we think we can sell that car for when we buy it from, from uh, Anne-Marie. And uh, when we buy it from Anne-Marie, we're going to try to find a retail buyer that'll pay us a profit. And uh, if you go to Carvana, you go to CarMax, you go to Vroom, uh, you go to another Toyota dealer that has, uh, of course, Toyota dealers love used Toyotas. Uh, people tend to come and buy them uh, from the, you know, the dealer that manufacture uh, their franchise for. So, uh, get a price from us, we'll give you a price, and then take it to uh, call Carvana, webuyanycar.com, CarMax, uh, check with uh, the local uh, Toyota dealers, Palm Beach Toyota, uh, Southern 441 Toyota, where whichever ones are nearest you, and get, get four or five bits, have fun. Anne Marie can get all the money for that car if she shops it around. Uh, Josh, what would you do? You have, do you have a number over there? Or? It's you know, I don't know how many miles are on it, but it's uh, to a dealer. It's probably worth in the ballpark of eight to nine thousand dollars. I'm guessing. But she might get ten or twelve thousand dollars. Oh, to a retail customer, yeah. that's yeah. If yeah. she sells it privately, much more. Yeah. But like Earl was saying, it's worth what somebody will pay for it. Uh, yeah. They won't overpay for their uh, situation, but it's worth more now than it's been in a long time. Yeah, no, that sounds pretty good. Mm -hmm. the, only, the, only, the only drawback is she needs to replace it. So there's no cars out there right now. Exactly. That's uh, a, okay. So, so you ha if you sell a car, you've got to say, I don't want the car now. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to drive the car. But uh, you, uh, you, a lot of people are, are trapped. You know, they have <laughs> the, the sad. <laughs> the sad thing is that, yes, their car is worth so much money, but the, the dealer, if they have to buy a new car, is going to take all that premium and then some when they charge them for the new car. Mm. In some cases, you know, the, the, the extra value of the used car is just not going to compete against those addendums and market value adjustments that she might find on a new car. So definitely tread carefully there. Yeah, what, what I tell people, uh, you know, if you have a car, you, you know, I don't need the car. That's, that's a no-brainer. Mm -hmm. But if, if you have a car, you drive some. Uh, if you can make a couple thousand dollars more on that car by selling it today than waiting six months, uh, how much is it going to cost you uh, for substitute transportation in six months? I mean, if you put very few miles, if you have another car in the family that you can use, double up on uh, your husband or wife's car, or carpool, or take Uber or Lyft or, you know, or, or public transportation, I mean, Palm Tran. Take your bike. <laughs> yeah, take, ride your bike. Yeah, it, it depends on what you can get by with and what the cost would be. But, yeah, if you can get out of the car today and, and, and make a home run, and then just be a little inconvenient, not too inconvenient, uh, is something worth considering. Well, that's good advice, as always. Thank you guys so much. Thank late. you, Frank. Thank you, Frank. Have a great oh, day, Frank. Can I, can I do one thing that we'll see? Hopefully you don't beat me up here. How about <laughs> one quick corny joke question for you? Go for it. Do you have any idea what you call a rabbit that has fleas? No. Rabbit with fleas. No. Rabbit has fleas, no. Bugs Bunny. <laughs>
<laughs> and on that note, <laughs> okay, Frank, it was hey, that's, a, that's the corniest joke I ever heard, Frank. Yeah. Frank, well, I love it. I it love was it. great talking to you. Remember, <laughs> uh, one man's junk is another man's treasure. So uh, you can, you know, you can definitely uh, make out on uh, your wife's. Uh, I thought vehicle. you were talking about his joke there. <laughs> one man's oh. junk is another. <laughs> man's no, I'm signing <laughs> off. Frank, it was good to hear from you. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Thanks, Frank. Bye. Okay, doke. Um, I have fifty dollars here. Yep. One more female caller. I'm waiting for you. $50. And uh, that's a win-win situation. Give us a call and share uh, whatever experience you had. Um, And uh, everybody out there is an experience. So. Brooks got a YouTube. uh, Give us a call. Please, ladies. $50 for the first two. Excuse me. First, the second female caller. 877-960-9960 and you can text us at 772-497-6530 we're going to go to rick and we are so happy he's back good morning and negan one is asking i would like to ask earl if he has opened up his tesla watching some videos in plaid mode it accelerates at 1.3 g's which is phenomenal they say people could actually get a little seasick or a little motion sickness from the massive acceleration. I'm actually considering getting one in a year or two. Yeah, I saw, I know I haven't uh, opened it up, and and uh, I'm dying to, and I've talked a lot about it. Uh, seriously, considering going out the Palm Beach Speedway, they have a drag strip out there, and it would be relatively safe compared to uh, <laughs> Indian Town Road. And, uh, and here's another interesting thing. You'll give me a... Uh, an opening to talk about something I thought was very, very interesting about uh, Tesla and Elon Musk and uh, fully autonomous cars. There's been a lot of uh, hype and concern about fully autonomous cars. Tesla, a number of Teslas have been uh, in accidents and a few people have been tragically killed. Uh, Sometimes uh, the cars were uh, allegedly on fully autonomous and and I think in a couple of cases uh, people were uh, playing cards or in the back seat uh, playing with a dog and crazy stuff like that. How much of that is true, we don't know. Anyway, it's very bad publicity for Tesla and the whole fully autonomous phenomenon. So here's something that uh, Tesla is doing, and you know, I, you can't say Tesla without saying Elon Musk because he truly runs the company. Uh, and it just popped up on my software on my Tesla plan, and my son Stu also is driving a S plus. Uh, 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 Tesla, and, and it popped up on his software message, and it says beta program, fully autonomous driving, Ooh. and it said that, uh, would you like to enroll? So, if you want to have a fully autonomous car, you enroll, and it's a test. It's a safety driving test, and you, and you by, by uh, approving it, you approve Tesla to see every facet of, of your driving, uh, how fast you're going, how fast you stop, how fast your corner. Uh, and remember, Tesla has cameras all around the car. They see stop signs, red lights. You know, they see the whole uh, uh, driving uh, environment and how you drive through that environment. And it's if, for those of you who are worried about privacy, forget about it because once you say okay, uh, Tesla knows everything about you and what you do in that car. So uh, that's where I am now. I'm, I'm, I said okay, and. They are going to either let me be an autonomous driver or not, and I don't think I'm going to pass. <laughs> but the, 
The funny thing is, I have a 96 score, which is good. Out of 2,000 or? <laughs> 96 out of 100. Oh, okay. But they're only going to take people with perfect scores. Mm. And uh, my son, Stu, has got like a 91, and, uh, you know, which is a good score. That doesn't make sense. I think they should give the autonomous driving to the worst driver. <laughs> I mean, if you're, if you're a perfect driver, you don't need the help. Well, from a cell, you know, Elon Musk is not only a genius in terms of electronics and design and whatnot, he's also a genius in terms of marketing. And so he is now fighting the media. Now, what is the biggest enemy of Tesla right now? It's the fact that Teslas are unsafe. And there's a lot of hype on that and, you, and a lot of talk about it. And I don't believe for one minute they're unsafe. I don't think they're any more unsafe than any car, probably mm -hmm. safer than most cars. But uh, he wants to market the car. He wants to sell a lot. So he's diffusing the entire attack on autonomous driving by saying, hey, look, the only people who will be able to drive my cars autonomously mm -hmm. are those that are super safe drivers. And uh, Not Nancy the kind of person who will read a newspaper on 95. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nancy would argue with me that I'm a super safe driver, but 96 is a pretty good score. Or I'm dropping the ball and they break it down by component. They say that I corner too fast. And, uh, but they, you know, in terms of speed and uh, stoplights and acceleration and the rest of it, I'm, I'm all green, I get good scores, but I corner too fast. And I don't even Two. think I corner too fast, but Two. I do. Okay. <clears throat> to your cornering, <laughs> whenever you corner, I end up on your lap. <laughs> so. I do that on purpose. <laughs> uh, to Elon, and this extremely safe Tesla. Well, here's my opinion. I don't think that uh, he took the passenger into consideration because um, the passenger is free willy. Uh, he or she is all over the place. There's no place to secure your body when you take a corner. So therefore, it can be a very dangerous situation unless you become seasoned behind in the Tesla and you're aware of the driver's next move. Thank you. That solves the whole problem. That's me. I'm aware of your cornering. Thank you. <laughs> so anyway, uh, going back to the question, I, I can't recommend the Tesla Plaid more uh, in addition to it being uh, the fastest car on the planet, a uh, fastest production car. I mean, uh, is faster than Maseratis, uh, Aston Martins, uh, Ferraris, you know, all the super, super hot cars. It's faster than all of those. And uh, as you say, the 0 to 60 and under uh, 2 seconds, <laughs> under 3 seconds, 2.9. 2.9 seconds, 0 to 60, and the quarter mile uh, under 9 seconds and over 155 miles an hour and a quarter mile. So it's, it's an incredibly fast car, it corners extremely well, handles extremely well, and uh, uh, you go ahead and buy it. I mean, it is really, it's a great car. Why does it come, become a contest on 95 when somebody pulls up beside the uh, Tesla and, hmm, I gotta say folks, yes, it's another man. He's in the opposite lane and it's a contest, why? Uh, I don't see any ladies pulling up beside me and giving it the gas and say, hey, let's go, let's go. But in a Tesla, it becomes a contest. Guys got a lot of things to prove, you know. Okay. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> oh, uh, let's get to. We the are going to get to Rick, who's got a whole lot of YouTube's. All right. Well, I do have one more uh, from Mark Ryan. He says, "Beyond the chip shortage, 
Are you seeing inventory shortages on general replacement and maintenance parts, either from the manufacturer or supply chain perspective? And yes, we are seeing a few issues here and there, uh, not just with computerized parts, but believe it or not, uh, batteries. Because in, in the shop, 12 volt batteries usually have some sort of a long warranty period mm -hmm. for proration. So because of the specific rules by every manufacturer, you have to replace it with the exact same model and size of battery. But batteries, because they're coming for Toyota, they're coming from interstate, we're actually having a bit of a hard time sometimes getting the correct batteries in, and that is one of our supply chain issues. So, folks, if you bring your car into the dealership and they tell you, hey, you know, we're having a hard time with certain parts, you know, please be patient and understand that sometimes our hands are tied. We can't just get any battery off the shelf to put on your car, and we can't just call out to a, a local parts store to get a battery we sometimes have to use an exact specific battery and sometimes they're just not available right now so yeah, yeah there there's still some issues things are getting tight yet absolutely yeah. okay mm -hmm. you know i neglected Anne marie's opening text should i get oh. to that oh boy i i i i've just discovered that fact and i feel awful because normally we kick off the show mm. so I, I think we should get to that right now i think you should <laughs> Good morning, she says. And then she describes, this is a very long one, so I'll summarize the first part. She describes two pretty awful accidents involving a car carrier. One um, that hit like an overpass, uh, the car carrier carrying vehicles, you know. She says it hit an overpass that was 10 feet, 10 inches tall. Another thing involved a Amtrak train hitting it. So then she asks, um, two incredible accidents in a little over a month and driving behind a car carrier in, in, on the interstate prompts the following questions. One, are vehicles fastened to car carriers or is gravity keeping the vehicles in place? We can, and we can answer that one right away, I think. Yeah, they are supposed to be chained down quite, quite securely. Yeah, they, they crank them down pretty good. I, uh, I, I see them offloading the vehicles almost every morning, and uh, there's a lot of rattling of chains involved. Yep. So rest easy, Anne-Marie, for behind the car, it's chained down. Hmm. Number two, if the vehicles are fastened, how securely are they fastened to the carriers? Very securely. Yes, I think uh, they're probably double and triple checked because that's a that'd be a huge, mm. huge hazard there. Number three is it is it just a streak of bad luck that two crashes made the news, or are things getting more dangerous? And number four, have you ever had a problem with damaged vehicles coming off the car carrier? I'll handle these. I think yes, it's probably just a string of streak of bad luck. And uh, yes, from time to time we've had some issues uh, with cars off the carriers. I bet you Rick could speak mm. to that. Actually, I just want to mention on, on the, she mentioned one where the carrier went over too low of a bridge. Correct, yeah. Now, that's on the driver because the driver is supposed to know. I, I had to have a CDL license for a while in my career, so the driver is supposed to know the exact height of his vehicle loaded exactly, and he is to be aware of any bridge that he is encountering to make sure that he has more than excessive clearance to be sure he's going to get under that bridge safely. Well, let me jump in there and say this. that uh, One of the problems is there are a lot of things that are supposed to be what the rules are, but right now there's a huge shortage of drivers and there's yep. a huge shortage of uh, trucks, I guess, mm -hmm. because of the overflow and demand. And, uh, and they are dangerous. And I think you're getting a lot of novice drivers out there that are new and experienced, and they, they, are, they are dangerous. I, I, that's one of my pet peeves, by the way, not car carriers, but big, big trucks. And 
uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, Nancy and I have been doing more traveling on the highways, Sawgrass Expressway and Turnpike than normal. And uh, uh, especially with the overload of trucks and transportation today, car carriers and tandem uh, tractor trailers and, uh, and big, big, big vehicles. Uh, if you're driving a car like I do, uh, you are totally blinded by a large uh, truck or vehicle. Uh, you can't see in front of you, you can't see if you're alongside, and God help you if you're on the Sawgrass Expressway during rush hour and you're boxed in by big trucks. You're totally blind. Nightmare. You cannot anticipate uh, stopping. You can't anticipate signals. Mm -hmm. You'll miss uh, exit signs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of all the extraordinary um, safety issues that we have, even when we don't have the volume of trucks on the roads that we have today, I think that's one of the greatest. And uh, do, do uh, car carriers create accidents? Uh, yes, they do, but not so much because they go under bridges but because they blind people. And pe and then, you know, uh, they restrict the lanes, and they should. Uh, I don't know whether it's good to restrict the lanes or not. When you restrict the lanes, you pack them all into the two right-hand lanes, and then the left lane gets overcrowded by everybody else because they don't want to be where they're with the trucks. And if they don't do that, then the trucks are in the other lane that you want to use if you mm -hmm. want to pass. So. I think, as a, you know, we're talking about this infrastructure and spending trillions of dollars, I think they ought to have highways just for trucks and another highway for passengers. I mean, that's a radical idea. Mm -hmm. It would cost a couple trillion, I guess, but probably. I don't know what I don't know what the answer is, but it's one of the greatest safety issues, in my opinion. I'd like to hear from our audience. Anybody out there driving a car, I bet you feel the same way. If you're an SUV or a truck, a little bit different story because you have better visibility. Absolutely, and for um, anyone that's uh, a bit short, um, myself, <laughs> I feel safer maybe with a booster seat because when I'm on 95, I want to be able to see the exit uh, that's coming up that I'm going to be taking in. If that truck is there or in my blind spot, I miss that exit. That was the old days. Now I'm a seasoned driver, and you just have to stay focused, and <coughs> you have to keep an eye on the traffic around you. So, folks, uh, to Earl's question, give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. And uh, we are going to go back to the phones, but one more reminder for one more lady. Give me a call. $50 you win this morning. $50. 877-960-9960. We're going to go to Marty. And we definitely enjoy speaking to Marty from West Palm Beach. Hi, Marty. Hi. How's everybody doing without your mask today? Oh, uh, <laughs> we're breathing. A Good. sigh of relief. <laughs> Good. This is more of a hypothetical question. I was fortunate enough. Uh, I had my... Uh, Camry lease that was up in November, but uh, my wife didn't like the RAV4, so I got a CRV in April, and they gave me a good deal, and they gave me more for the car. They bought the Camry outright. My question, though, is if you have a lease, I assume you're paying more for a lease now than you did a year ago. So my question is, if your lease is up and you go to the car dealer and they don't even have the car you want, do you extend your lease, or what What would your policy be? I can uh, jump in there if you'd like. Yeah. Um, you said it right there. Um, you know, the, the key is to start early. 
um, you know, extending your lease is an option. It may not have to be an option if you start, you know, three months early, but give yourself 60 or 90 days to find a car. Um, and also make sure that you, um, you get the full value for your lease because, you know, historically your car doesn't have equity at the end of the lease, especially if you have a lot of miles and, and, uh, and such. But nowadays it's rare as the case that the lease isn't worth more than the payoff because, you know, the banks didn't anticipate, you know, the skyrocketing price of used cars, uh, you know, three years ago when that residual was set. So, um, so just start early um, or extend your lease. Um, if that's an option, most, most uh, leasing companies will give you, you know, at least a 90 day extension, I think, without much, uh, without much uh, request. And, and make sure you uh, ask them to find out, you know, to shop that, that lease turn in around to make sure you get all the equity that might be in it. Josh, what's happening yeah. to the residuals now uh, with the high used car values? Mm-hmm. Are they reflected in a residual today if somebody comes in for a 36 month lease? They are. Um, uh, to, yeah, that was another part of his question there. So, yeah, between the two, um, the two factors, dealers charging more for the vehicle and then, then the car manufacturers and the leasing companies pulling back on their lease incentives because they simply don't have to. I mean, the supply is- uh, But if the residual is high mm-hmm. and the lease factor, um, interest, interest rate lease factor is is constant, which I think it is, why wouldn't the lease payment be less? No, no, but, but that's the thing. The, um, along with like cash incentives, the banks have pulled back on their on their lease program. So, yeah. they, so the residuals are, aren't as high as they should be and the money factors are a little bit higher oh, than okay. they should be. So, so they're not adjusting their yeah. residuals up. It's a double-edged sword. You're, yeah. you're getting charged more by the dealer and then the bank's terms aren't as favorable and as a result, the lease prices are much, much higher than they were six months ago, two years ago, you name it. Yeah. In my case, uh, they paid off the seven months I still owed on the lease, plus gave me a little extra money mm-hmm. towards the new lease. So in my case, as I've said before on many calls, I, I negotiated quite well and got the car for what I wanted to pay and also didn't pay the seven months that was still due. So, but that was back in April. Mm-hmm. Now I don't think I would have got anywhere. I brought the car in for service in September, and they didn't have one CRV in the lot. Yeah, you're, so, you I mean, uh, you hit the sweet spot there because the used car prices were were pretty strong back in April, but the shortage yeah. was wasn't as acute, and so they the dealers weren't gouging as much as they are now. So you know, good good on you for the timing there. Yeah, well, now I got two and a half years on that lease to go. So hopefully in <laughs> Cross two your and a half years, yeah. things, things will be better. Let's All right, so. very we good. Hope so. Thanks again. Thank you, Marty. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye-bye. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go back to Josh. Uh, he has some texts. I, I have some texts here. This one's for Rick. Morning, Rick. I was driving my 2008 Prius last night and getting ready to park when the triangle light came on. The car still starts, and when I put it in park or reverse while it's running, the light goes out. But the second I put it in drive, the light reappears. There's also a message that is displayed on the monitor screen that says caution and says something about putting it in park. It's a 20, 2008 with only 30,000 original miles. Can you possibly help? Is it safe to drive to a shop? Uh, as long as it's still starting and running normally, I would drive it to a shop quickly. The first thing I would have them check is the 12-volt battery. Uh, 
quite often when the when the 12 volt battery starts getting a little weak on those it causes all the computers to get a little goofy it's <laughs> it almost like it makes them a little punch drunk yeah and what may be happening is it also double check to make sure all the doors and the hatch are securely closed first imagine if it's that simple it could very well be that simple especially oh. that back hatch if it's only halfway latched and it's moving up and down a little bit that'll cause that triangle well, let me to come on. let me jump in there isn't isn't there a code uh that you can rely on uh when i see a yellow light just like a yellow light that says caution when it says a red light it says stop yep. so when you're when you're indicating your warning indicator is yellow it's not a, an emergency situation right yeah okay so i i think and the little the little uh, triangular what is that a generic she, uh, uh, sign she didn't say what color it was i'm not sure color, yellow and yellow and triangular i get it on my car actually uh on the prius the triangle that shows up is always going to be red with an exclamation point oh in i it. thought she said yellow and it generally refers to a, an issue with the hybrid system oh. mm -hmm. uh, but there are times when that hybrid system when it starts acting up it still gives you the ability to have what's known as the limp mode what, excuse me did you didn't she say yellow no i, I reread it there's no oh, uh, red yeah oh, okay. no, no no there's um, no, no color mentioned at oh, all no color mentioned. okay gotcha okay uh, uh, but they will quite often have a, a limp mode yeah so that you don't have to tow it to the shop you can still kind of limp yeah. it in to get to the shop. Does it yeah. cap, the, would, cap the speed or something? Like, yeah, it, it may very well, but I would get it to the shop as soon as possible. As far as the triangle and the color in it, how many colors are there? Green, amber, and red. Three, Green? Three basic colors for the amber lights red. on your dash. Okay, because I just had my light come up yeah. on my dash in that triangle, and I thought it was yellow. Maybe it was amber. Well, but that's on your Avalon. Uh, yeah, that's an yeah. Avalon. Prius only has the one one triangle light, and that was going to be red. I find it surprising they don't have a standard uh, I was color just code thinking that. throughout yeah. the entire industry. Well, it's sort so of many standard. so many different things because. Yeah. But but if you go if you go with the idea that yellow or amber generally means yeah. it's it's something you want to get checked soon. Yeah. But you I, got a little safety margin. You know, I don't think it's model specific. Was my point. Yeah, I, no, think, it's, I think it's a, a, I think it's a generic indication. Probably an HTSA dictates uh, some of this stuff. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, and you know, in the day, I would be really <gasps> the lights on. But today, you know, I just pull over on the side of the road, open up all the doors, slam them, get back in the car, lights off, and then if that doesn't work, I check the and gas. And that's not good on nine ninety five either. No. I pull over oh, on the okay. side of the road <laughs> um, and uh, uh, also as far as the uh, gas tank is concerned you know I'll wiggle that too in the day I would make a phone call you know it was something but it's something if you don't panic you can yeah. you know mm -hmm. you can take care of yourself I, I just saw a photograph of this one of the scariest Halloween displays it was a row of pumpkins all carved with the check engine light, the tire pressure light, yeah. the the warning lights from each on the dash, yeah, and it was it, can be it was hilarious. Yeah, it can be very overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's move along here. Okay, we're going to go back to the phones, and uh, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, you can reach us at eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. And guess what, ladies? I'm sitting here, waiting for you to give <laughs> us a call. One more female caller, fifty dollars. We'll go back to the phones and talk to. John, one of our favorite callers from Palm City. Good morning, John. Good morning to everyone. 
I'm full of questions today. <laughs> the first one probably Earl can answer. <clears throat> Josh was right on the button when he said the used cars from this time last year up 30%. The actual figure, according to the uh, Mannheim used car value index, is 27.5. Do you people, or Earl in particular, think that the used car values will still go up or tumble a little bit? You know, as you said, on the new ones now, they'll loosen up because of the chip shortage. But what about your opinion on the used cars? Will they go back down a little bit? I, I think used car prices are going to come down slower. And I think that uh, there's two phenomena we're going. So just a normal supply and demand. And, of course, when you have fewer new cars, people are buying used. As the used cars manufacturing speeds up, new car manufacturing speeds up, it'll take some of the pressure off used car prices. But the parallel phenomenon that's keeping used car prices up is uh, the big guys that have come online, like well, WeBuyAnyCar.com and Carvana and Vroom, and there's a bunch of other ones. You know, used to be just CarMax was the only big guy out there. And... Uh, so they're they're uh, they're pushing cars uh, and uh, and they're they're buying cars. Uh, car dealers uh, trade in a lot of cars. Uh, uh, the independent used cars don't trade. They trade in cars too, but they don't get as many trade-ins or good trade-ins. So uh, I think you're going to see new car prices. And this is just a this is an Earl Stewart prediction. I haven't read this anywhere that the new car prices are going to come down quicker than used car prices. Now, second question for Earl. Do you think that uh, now that getting MSRP, if you can find the car, that some dealers are actually raising their dealer fee prices hmm. that they charge? Uh, they have no conscience. I mean, uh, they're probably too busy to raise them. Yeah, they're making too much money. It would take too long to order new buyer's orders. I think they're just jacking up their uh, yeah. their market adjustments. <laughs> yeah. Where there's the a dealer, will, there's a way. The dealer fees are, are, are best when you are pretending you're selling the car at a good price. Now they don't even have to pretend. They walk in, the first thing they say is, microchip shortage, microchip shortage. <laughs> yeah, we only got one car. If you don't buy it, the guy over there is going to buy it right behind you, and uh, blah, blah, blah. So... Uh, they're in uh, Fat City as, as far as car dealers go. They and they just they don't hide their markups. They just say, okay, uh, we have a market uh, value adjustment of uh, five thousand dollars. Wait till you hear the mystery shopping report uh, this, uh, in the second half of the show, John. You're not going to believe what they're trying to charge over MSRP. When things stabilize and people are really competing again and not getting too much money for every new car they sell, then they have to get sneaky. And that's when they raise their dealer fees. They, they, do, two, they do three things. They raise their dealer fees, they proliferate their dealer fees. Instead of two, they go to three. Instead of three, they go to four. And uh, I forgot what the third thing I was going to say was, oh, they change the names. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they come up with ingenious ideas, electronic filing fee, dock fee, uh, uh, delivery fee, handling fee, uh, you know, uh, uh, flower fee. I mean, come up with anything. You know, coffee, they, coffee, co coffee, yeah, coffee. There you go. <laughs> so don't forget well, the, the donuts. That is, we're <laughs> and there's no ago, regulation. Excellent report, probably the best we ever had from um, Mullnick Ford, and um, it it came up with fees. I think you said they have a very small or no dealer fee, but I want to tell you about a new ad that I see and it's in the area of, of West Palm Beach. 
is a dealer called Classic Cars of Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. He's been running full-page ads. He's on Route 1 at the Jupiter Tequesta. I've passed it, but I never went in. They've been around a long time, haven't they, John? Yes. Yeah. And he's running full-page ads, no dealer fees, no hassle, no BS. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. It sounds too good to be true. And I think because I've run down that way a lot, I'm just going to stop in once. Mm-hmm. But he specifically says no dealer fees, no hassle, no all, all down the list that he lists. And it sounds very impressive. And he's right in uh, Jupiter, right by Tequesta. But the good news is it's a dealer, a used car dealer that's saying no fees. It's easy it's for a used car dealer to say that. Is. But yeah. uh, Brayman, who's a new car dealership, is I, th- I heard that he owns, uh, n- well, a dealer's been around for a long time also, Palm Beach Auto Sales on Military Trail. And that's for ultimate, uh, you know, cars that they sell mm-hmm. pre-owned. But I heard now it's owned by Brayman. I don't know how true that is. I, don't, I haven't heard that, but it's entirely possible. Brayman's got a lot of money. Well, I, I happened to just stop by like a kid in a candy store, Brayman, <laughs> and I, because my, was a car that was serviced, and I dropped in, and believe it or not, next door to the service is the Rolls and Bentleys. They didn't have any stock on cars, except for one, all the used cars on the showroom floor. They can't get the new ones, like everything else, a shortage. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's affected all automobiles, it looks like, especially ones that are imported from other countries. Mm-hmm. So let's hope this all blows over. Not that everybody's in a market to look for a Rolls or a Bentley, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I got to tell you. I really it, feel sorry for those people that are buying those Rolls. Because so they sad. use ones. So sad. <laughs> they detail them so perfectly. I mean, it's unbelievable, and it's done at the dealership. Yeah. So it's it's shortage of cars. It looks like everything imports especially. Yeah, so it, even in normal times, it takes you six months to get a Rolls Royce when you order it. So now that I understand, instead of six months, you have to wait a year. So, mm-hmm. but your old well, your old, prices, roll, old Rolls will have to. If I had the money, I would stay away from the Rolls <laughs> or a Bentley. Yeah, that isn't exactly my cup of tea. Now, uh, John, I want to uh, your mention about the uh, increase in used car prices. I mean, a true car uh, consumer report. I mean, this is pretty significant, 29%, 29% increase. And if we didn't have enough to worry about out there, I'll tell you what, knowledge is power and doing your homework, that is for sure, because now uh, I don't even know if I could call it a minefield because things have gotten crazy. Mm-hmm. You have time. One fast question to Rick. Rick, following cars, uh, new Corvette is mid-engine, okay? A lot of the high-performance cars, um, mid-engines, uh, McLaren, you, you name it. But Toyota, in the mid-80s, from 85 to 89, had a mid-engine Toyota MR2. It was a sports car. It was no frills. No rollout on windows, no power steering, no door locks, no anti-lock brakes. And, but it was sold at that time for like $12,000. What is the reason why a company that's top-notch like Toyota doesn't come out with a mid-engine car? They actually tried it again in the mid-90s with the MR2 Spider, And okay. again, a mid-engine. And it just, it really, it was a niche car. It only had a small 
amount of people that were looking for something like that little racer car. And you had to be a small person, and, too. Yeah, I'd, definitely. I, anytime <laughs> I had to work on them, it was like I was putting them on, not getting in them. So, <laughs> John, yeah, you got, John, you got to remember that uh, nobody cares about mid-engine cars anymore because electric cars basically handle like mid-engine cars because oh, yeah. they don't have an engine. And all you have in the middle of the car is a great big battery. So the center of gravity in an electric car is exactly where you want it. And so they don't care where the engine is. You got a little little bitty motor, but uh, that's it, that's a very light compared to a normal combustion engine. It duplicates well, that weight distribution. Well, flat on their back with the Fiero. They had mid-engine, and boy, that thing was some large failure. Yeah, my Tesla, my Tesla, you know, basically handles like any mid-engine racing car. It's one of the reasons I corner too fast, I guess, yep. is because it, it feels so good when you go around the corner. Beautiful bucket seats wrap around you, whip around that corner, and and uh, you feel like you're uh, going, uh, taking the corner 10 miles an hour when you're taking it at 25. Well, Elon Musk is a permanent resident now at Texas, and he's going to turn that state around with uh, uh, alternate energy. Oh, you got that right. It would be amazing if anybody turned Texas around. I'm looking forward to the uh, shopping report. Thank you, John. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget, your anonymous feedback.com. Now back to Josh. Yeah, I got a handful of texts here. We can catch up a little bit. Jonathan in Wellington uh, sends an interesting point in. He says, if a bank will only give a loan based on the value of property and no more, how can you get a loan for $35,000 for a car that has a value of 25000 Dealerships are charging way more than the vehicle is worth. I'd be happy to feel that one. The, uh, the banks actually, at least car banks, um, you know, they might be different than mortgage banks. Uh, they'll typically advance, if you have good credit, more than 100% of the, like, quote unquote book value of the car. So um, your example here, like $35,000 on a car that has a $25,000 uh, book value, um, doing some quick mental math, that's like 140-ish percent. And that's probably at the top end, but that a bank will advance that much money if you have like, you know, sterling credit. If you have challenged credit, it's a different story, but um, I'm and, sure in a lot of these cases- home mortgages are a lot longer. I mean, mm -hmm. if, you know, a 30-year loan versus a three-year loan, Big difference. So. Indeed, indeed, there is. So, yeah. So it's they're not capped at a hundred percent of the value, and um, uh, but you know it, it is depending on the customer's credit. But getting a loan for one hundred and thirty or one hundred thirty-five percent or even one hundred forty percent is not unheard of. So, good question, John. Or, or zero. I mean, uh, you, know, you can have a zero down payment. I mean, exactly. Uh, people are just mm -hmm. you know, if you got eight hundred Beacon score, they don't care. And if the uh, customer doesn't have great credit, the dealership will work them for a big down payment or yeah. try to, you know, if they have a trade-in, that'll, that'll help offset that, that yeah. addendum sticker. Yep. All right. Go ahead, Nancy. Uh, Josh, we're going to go back to the phones. Uh, Mark is calling us from Palm Beach Gardens. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, all. Hey, it's I, nice I to hear from you. Everybody seems to be doing good this morning. Yeah. And that <laughs> was a... That was a uh, uh, a great intro for Earl's Vigilantes, Nancy, when you started the show off. Uh, I know all the other Vigilantes love to get uh, texts and emails and so forth. Um, I had two questions. Josh may probably, uh, I want to congratulate Josh. Uh, when I was working for the dealer, 
and I first met Josh, he was handling the uh, consumer car rental department. Hmm. And we went in the body shop office, and now to see he's way up in the family tree and being uh, taking care of the high end of the business and being on the show, I just want to congratulate you, Josh. You've done a great job. I appreciate that. There. Thank you. Um, and you may be able to answer this question. Um, as far as the uh, car rental department within Earl Stewart Toyota, um, and I'm just asking this because I'm familiar with the dealership, what you know you hear uh, out in the uh, consumer market about how high the prices of rental cars have gone up. It's like when, a, when they talk about percentages of increase in consumer expenses, car rentals seem to be way up there at the top. Um, I remember somewhere along the line, car rentals used to be the base cost was about thirty dollars a day. What are the uh, in, in your in your dealership? What is the charges for rental cars these days? It's around fifty, forty-five to fifty-five dollars right now, uh, depending on the vehicle. That's not too bad, and because of shortages and all that, you have uh, enough fleet cars for that. Well, to handle your, your customer base, or that's been a challenge. Uh, Rick mentioned the issue with getting batteries before, so a lot of our customers waiting on that battery were put into rental cars on Toyota's dime. Uh, right. So the key is not you know you you want to sell those vehicles because you could get a fortune at the auction or buy it from your own used car department if you sell sell it to them. But exactly. But then replacing them is the trick, and I. I believe Toyota just recently pulled back on, on the rental fleet allocations, so I think a lot of rental car departments and dealerships are going to be holding on to their fleets a little bit longer until the, until the inventory situation settles out. Yeah, I was just wondering if, uh, if it was becoming a, uh, uh, a hindrance for uh, you know, customer satisfaction to everything. It, um, as Earl's always said, and as Earl teaches uh, employees, that uh, your customer's always right, even if they believe they're, especially if they believe they're right, there's no question you satisfy the customer. That's my the real short code. Question, my second question is, um, is you uh, at the dealership, then again, I just want the, uh, all the other listeners to understand that I had, a, I had kind of a personal connection with the dealership, so I'm not trying to... Uh, do an advertisement for Stewart Toyota, but yeah, are you guys like all the other industries? Are you guys finding it hard to get good qualified employees? I mean, uh, of three years, I'm sure your sales staff should be pretty good, but what about mechanics and body shop people and all around? Is, is the industry experiencing um, employee shortages like uh, a lot of the other companies in the country? Uh, as a matter of fact, yes, uh, your point, uh, you're right on the money, actually. The, in, in the sales department, because our, you know, the volume has come down due to the vehicle shortage, you know, we're well-staffed in sales, but it has been a challenge to find qualified technicians and service advisors. You know, it seems that the labor shortage that's affecting every industry in the land is affecting the auto industry as well. So we're always on the good lookout, on the lookout for a well-qualified technician, and they are few and far between. It's a challenge for us, maybe more so than a lot of dealers, because we require any new employee to be uh, vaccinated against COVID. And so we, we uh, have a lot of uh, qualified people out there that, uh, you know, that would otherwise have come to work, but we're very careful, and so they got to work at another dealer that doesn't require that. 
that was kind of like part B of my question that I was going to ask um, because, uh, uh, you know, a lot of uh, mechanics, whether it be in the repair shop or the mechanical shop, just the, the type of people which I'm very familiar with, not that they're any different than most other uh, Americans, that uh, they are kind of a little bit more hardcore and um, they may be, you know, maybe a higher percentage of them don't want to have uh, a vaccine. But uh, anyway, those were just two interesting thoughts. Uh, I hope it wasn't boring material for your <laughs> listeners. But um, thank you very much. And again, Josh, great job. And uh, Rick, it's good to have you back, man. The show suffers a little bit when you're not there. It I'm glad a lot of it. We're actually we're looking into cloning Rick, so we don't to, to solve our technician issue. We're, yeah, we're really we close. I want to make sure that they bark as good as Rick does. <laughs> now we're gonna, this one will be made without vocal cords. So Rick's going to have his own show soon. Did you hear? <laughs> yeah. He's going to be uh, the head of the... He's going to um, be the other half of Click and Clack. He's going to be Click and Clack. Yeah, he's definitely right, an well, asset to a, the show. Thank you. Have a wonderful weekend, and thank you for taking my call. You're welcome, Mark. Thanks for doing what you do for us. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And I have no more calls, so I'm going to give it back to... Oh, excuse me. Um, Let's go to Rick. Rick has... Yeah, he's got some YouTubes. you got to get a bigger sign. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> or I have to wear a higher pair of heels. i got to... <laughs> the CEO of everything. This one is from E. Regis, and he says, Good morning, Earl. Be ready. You're going to love this one. Oh, boy. I have a quick question. Are the fees the dealers are charging for nitrogen in the tires legit? They are trying to mix it in with other tire warranties. Oh, boy. Well, that's, uh, uh, Nancy found an article in Consumer Reports. Uh, they addressed it after their original expose years ago where they proved that nitrogen in the tires was worthless and uh, wasn't damaging. Uh, you uh, get free nitrogen, take it. Uh, put it in your tire. They use it in cars at Na NASCAR. Uh, they use it actually in the space shuttle. Uh, you know, it's a it's a uh, uh, lower expansion gas than uh, air, which is actually 78% nitrogen. So any oxygen uh, dilutes the expansion factor. But it's only if you're racing a car at 180 miles an hour or going into outer space do you want to pay for nitrogen. And uh, they did a, an extensive test on all tires over a year, and Consumer Reports proved that uh, it's valueless. You really sounded like a physicist there when you said oxygen dilutes the expansion yeah. factor. I was really yeah. impressed by yeah. that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one I have here is from our buddy Donovan. He says, funny thing is most electric cars will met up, end up being a mid-engine car, which he corrects to a mid-motor car. What's the difference? Well, it depends upon the weight distribution <laughs> is all. Really? It's, it's the distribution of weight. Well, it, but, uh, but the motor, the, the, the weight of the motor compared to the weight of the battery <coughs> is uh, insignificant. So Right, so but a lot of them, the battery is underneath the body of the car exactly. and spread so much wow. that the weight distribution, like, like we've all noticed when you step on the but brakes, your car nosedives. But that's good. So you, you don't want, you just don't want unequal. If you had... If you had the weight completely distributed on the bottom of the car, it would be an ideal 
Exactly. Turn. Now, with your Tesla, have you do you notice a difference when you brake? Does it nosedive like a normal car does, or no. does it seem to stop smoother and well, flatter? My, well, my normal car didn't nosedive either, so I. I'm, oh, okay. All right. My Lexus didn't nosedive. Well, because uh, that was rear-wheel drive car. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, it's uh, it's it's the best handling car I can ever recall driving. So it's it's a big improvement. Yeah, I like huge, it. huge. Yeah. Kudos, Elon. I have another text here, or unless Rick's not. Uh, Oh, I, I do have one last one here. Go for it. Uh, Fun Photos 2004. I'm sorry, I'm in the rental business. Cheapest car I have today is $95 a day, and that's a subcompact car, and the line is out the door. $95 a day. You're a bandit. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> oh, we just don't charge enough. Jeez. Well, you know, let, let me address rental cars uh, because, <clears throat> say, if you're advertising $95 for your rental cars, your cheapest car. God bless you. Uh, I hope you rent a lot of cars. As long as you tell the people you're charging $95 and they can shop and compare. Uh, my problem with rental car companies is a big chunk of what they charge you, uh, they don't tell you about. And they make their money, and I know this because I've you know, I'm in the rental car business. I, I hire people that were with other rental car companies. And they have multiple different insurances and charges and add-ons that are like dealer fees or hidden fees. So they'll advertise uh, $50 a car, or $95 a car, whatever it is, and then you come in there and you have to decline all these insurances and extras and that's where they get you. That's a hidden fee. So I'm amazed that uh, this texter here says that he's getting $95. Uh, yeah, we can. We'll Google this, and I don't think you'll see anything near that for a cheap subcompact car. If you're at an airport, you'll pay through the nose. The yeah. vacation destinations, sure. but like a just yeah. on a, you know, just a in the middle of West Palm. But Beach I guarantee you, Enterprise are one of the largest independent, uh, and they do rental. They do airports, but they do everything else mm -hmm. too. Uh, I'm gonna guess they're probably around fifty dollars a car. Yeah. I mean, a, a day for a car, average. All okay. right. Unbelievable. Anything else, okay. Rick? Okay. Yep. All We're right. Caught up. All caught up. We're going to go to Pennsylvania where Donna's holding. Good hey. morning, Donna. Hi, good morning. How is everyone? Great. Welcome. Thank you. Um, I'm a first-time caller because I never really um, knew that you were here except for a while back. I happened to find you on YouTube and asking about my, my late dad's car, which is a 66 Chevy impala convertible maroon and mm. i was given some good information that you said that who like check around in car clubs and different things and i wanted to let you know that it did get sold for fifteen thousand well, dollars what's the money for a 66 this this was in um to a, a military guy and he's going to fix it up and he's going to put it in shows well, that's good. Yeah, it's, uh, I, that's actually almost an antique, is it? An antique? Uh, a 626? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. I think it qualifies. Yeah, it might be, uh, you know, it might even have a, a higher value uh, than that uh, once it's fixed up and, you know. When, once he fixes it up, it did get sold, and uh, we were very happy that we, my mom needed, the, you know, the time at the, and, and uh, he mm. it's a local guy, Northeast, we're like between, or near Scranton, the foothills of the Poconos, and there's a lot of car shows up here. 
um, all the time. So we're very happy that he was excited about it. Mm-hmm. And I think my dad would be happy. And uh, I had a car club in um, the Space Coast of Florida. It was the Com- uh, Space Coast Camaro Club. And I really <laughs> didn't know much about Camaros. So I started a club, which I thought was great for a while. And uh, I still have my 92 Chevy Camaro mm. oh, uh, my goodness. anniversary. And it's been sitting in climate-controlled storage for years. And I don't know what it would be worth. So I'm wondering, because I, I don't know if we're, we're thinking about maybe selling it. And I have it. I had to get it repainted because once uh, a palm frond fell on it when I was living in um, uh, near Cocoa Beach, Florida. And... Uh, I, I got it painted the, the blue color, but metal flake. I don't want to take too much time, but I, when I bought that car, I, uh, my friend said, go to this car dealer in Merritt Island, Florida. And I said, oh, I don't know. Okay. And I went in, and I looked around. I didn't see anything. And the guy called me, the, the, the sales guy, and he said, didn't you find anything when I showed you? And I said, no, I, I didn't see anything. He goes, what about that Camaro? And I said, oh, I don't want a black Camaro. And he goes, it's not black, it's blue. And guess what? I had blue blocker. <laughs> when I went back there and I found that car and I saw it and I said, oh, I negotiated and I got it and I got it. It was only four years old and I'm the second owner and I've had it ever since. But when wow. I came to Pennsylvania and I saw the potholes and I said, I'm not driving my car up here and I'm still in Pennsylvania. Amazing. <laughs> so um, I wanted to know what that was worth and I have uh, my a little um, 2007 Chevy um, Cobalt with 1,000 1,100 uh, 1, miles on it. No, I'm sorry. 111,000 miles on it. And I wanted to know what those two are worth, if I, if I could um, know that. What In, the 92 Camaro's worth? Don, my Don, Camaro, yeah. My Donna, you could go to, uh, you could take that and go to the Antique Car Sales website, and you can go to Hemmings.com. Or she can call John from Palm City. And uh, Donna, um, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm fascinated by your call. And I really appreciate you being a first-time caller, number one. And uh, you're from Pennsylvania, my neck of the woods. And you won yourself $50 oh. this morning. What? No, that's okay. And if you send me your contact information to my email address, I can get that check out to you. Uh, but... Uh, Oh, uh, well. From, well um, you know what? Could you donate that to someone? That's so I nice. certainly can. I can, I can donate it, but that to Big Dog Ranch. Would you do that? I can. That would be great. That would be great. Because Most I'm sure so too. excited. <laughs> and I just want to say one more thing. My dad, my family, we know, we know the Jack Collins family, the late Jack Collins, the actor. He would come cool. to our stagecoach in restaurant in Drums, PA, and he lived in Cunningham, PA, and when we were at his auction, well, they had it when he passed, and then we went to Tehachapi, my husband and I, and worked his auction uh, there because we knew the family, and, um, you know, um, so he had a car that my friend bought in the auction, and it was an older one, I think it was a Buick, and do you know he couldn't even sell that? <laughs> and I said, why don't you call Bob Dylan? He loves he loves Dad Palance. Maybe he would buy it. <laughs> anyway, um, he loved this area. And if, and if someone could come to Northeast Pennsylvania, our house is for sale. So uh, I'll tell you right now, uh, it's a really nice place. <clears throat> and uh, I think you guys are great. Donna, thank you for that. God bless you. And I want to thank you for, well, 
supporting my platform here at Earl Stewart on Cars. It's real important. Not so much about, you know, it's not important about the money part, but the ladies who do call and they share their opinion uh, because they play a huge part of the auto industry. And it was great talking to someone from Pennsylvania. It's so great to talk to you all. And, uh, you know, I, I think, like, if I wish you were on the radio up here. WIMK is our uh, AM station. And it would be so great to have a call-in show or something, you know. Um, we would love that. But I, I, we wish you the best. I wish you the best so much, all of you. Thank you. Have a wonderful weekend, Donna. I hope to hear from you again. All right. Thank you so much. You're Take welcome. Care. Bye, Donna. We have a few more texts. I can run through these real quick before we get to the shopping report. i got plenty of time. All right. I'll talk slow. (laughs) This is uh, from Steve in New Jersey for Rick. Uh, He says, I bought my new car in June of 2020 and immediately put 3M's clear vinyl wrap on the headlight lenses. After 17 months and 13,000 miles, the lenses still look brand new. How has your lens protection experiment worked out uh, that you started some time ago? It's actually the the side that I put the clear protector on stays just, I would say, a good 50% better than the other side. So it's a good product. Yeah. If you start it right off the bat, you're going to see a nice, good protection from it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would highly, highly recommend a professional application unless you're very comfortable with doing those wraps yourself. I was not. It was the first time I tried anything like that. There's no margin for error there. And... Yeah, it's it takes some skill and practice to be able to do that right, and it took me a little bit to get it, even just one side to look halfway decent. So uh, yeah, find a professional on that, but yeah, it's worth it. Cool. Thank you very much, Rick. All right, Anne Marie chimed back in after the discussion about the big trucks on the highway, and she said, "I really wish cars came with a periscope or a drone that enables the driver to see above and around big trucks." Like great minds, it's a, I, you know. I've thought about that so thought. many times. Yeah. yeah. And, and Stu, our, uh, Stu's been talking about a periscope in cars for years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, and, and the the, high, the idea of a drone that you could like launch during traffic jams or certain situations that could just follow the car and give you a bird's eye view. That might that might happen. I think. Yeah, it's <laughs> possible. Who knows? Well, but ima- imagine too when all the cars are all computer connected, and suddenly on your screen you'd be able to see a overhead TV view showing where every single vehicle is because they're all talking to each other and they know exactly how far apart each car is and exactly how to plot it on a map for you. Wow, that's, well, that's, that's an amazing. On, on my Tesla, I have a large screen right in front of me, the driver, and. Uh, it isn't exactly uh, accurate, but uh, it shows. Uh, I can I can see on my screen if there's an SUV or a car or a truck, and I can see the car that's behind me. I can yep. see the car that's passing me on either side. It's all on the screen in front of me. And it distinguishes between cars, trucks. Yeah, you can tell if it's an SUV or yeah. car or truck. And so uh, uh, you're right. When all cars can talk to each other, it'll be absolutely accurate. You'll be able to say, uh, you know, you, you won't even need to look out the window. Yeah. Well, when cars are talking to each other, the traffic yeah. should flow at like 150 miles an hour, bumper to bumper. It'll, yeah. it'll literally <laughs> be like drafting in a NASCAR exactly. race. Exactly, yeah. They'll be all super close with the computers controlling it, mm-hmm. traveling at the, si- at the speed of the slowest car in the pack. And when a car needs to move out, all the computers would say, okay, close the mm-hmm. gap. Boom. But I just, I just thought, uh, as I'm thinking, how does 
why why isn't it blinded uh, by trucks and uh, higher vehicles when I'm in a small car? I think what they do, there is one distortion, and the the lens of the uh, Tesla cameras around the car are uh, catch the catch things far back, and so um, it can tell you that that big truck is there, but it distorts its distance from you. So there's still a distortion there. Yeah, yeah. it's a work in progress. Yeah. All right, uh, this is a nameless text. It says, hi, Earl. They do have separate roads for trucks. It's called a railroad. Hmm. But <laughs> But you know, I'm, I'm starting to love railroads now because maybe they are all be on railroads. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I, I just, either that or they have to regulate the, the height of trucks. I mean, these tandem giant trucks. The, the trucks are getting bigger. Yeah. They're, they're actually, there's YouTube videos because there are certain few bridges in, in areas that are extremely low. And people will literally just sit and record that bridge as trucks are going under it. Mm-hmm. And they make videos showing all the various trucks hitting and just ripping the top of the trailer off. Yeah. Yikes. Now here I go to my lobbying uh, thing and, 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 and you know, big uh, corporations and big main, you know, people that affect our laws. Mm-hmm. And I think the transportation lobby has got to be huge. And they are important. And so... You know, it's almost like the medical lobby or the banking lobby, the transportation lobby doesn't want restrictions. And then the politicians don't want to have uh, slow down transportation because then you have other problems. So uh, we have a safety issue that everybody ignores. And I, again, I keep going, you know, you folks out of the area, but in South Florida, there's probably no, more, no busier high-speed a route than the Sawgrass Expressway in South Florida. Yes. It is a nightmare. The speed limit, I believe, is 60. And if you are, if you go 60, they'll run right over you. Yep. you got to be going 80. <laughs> and it is gridlock, and it is super populated by large vehicles. And it is a terror to go uh, between the turnpike, the Sawgrass Expressway, in the, in the, in the middle of the state. It's crazy. I'm amazed that there's not more accidents out there. And, of course, with rail travel, the problem that you have there is there's very limited amount of railroad tracks in yeah. those areas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So trying to move all that stuff by rail... Most of the trucks you see are these came it's off the rail. out from yeah. the rail sources. That's where right. they came, the rail cars, yeah. sitting on a truck. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know whether you heard me laughing or not whenever you were talking about the expressway. <clears throat> Uh, but it's uh, almost, ladies and gentlemen, I wasn't laughing at my husband, I'm laughing with him, because <laughs> God, is he right. I want to tell you what, sometimes in, a, in our vehicles, whether it's my Avalon, hers, Tesla, I say to myself, are we on candid camera? Mm-hmm. Because it's just absolutely crazy. And Earl said, 80 miles an hour? Mm-mm, I don't think so. I think they're going 100 miles an hour. Oh, 80 is like... They- if you're doing 80, they pass you like you're standing still. Oh, it's just yeah, crazy. That, that's on the that's on the right lane, 80. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Okay, we uh, got a uh, text from Jim in Riviera Beach. Uh, I've been retired from. Oh, <laughs> I've been retired from driving a truck for 12 years. Oh boy. <laughs> Most of my driving was in the northeastern United States. I've always said that the far left lane should be for trucks only. The far left lane. 
should be for trucks only, especially during rush hours. Most trucks are going straight through to the next state. By doing this, the exiting vehicles will not slow a truck down, causing huge backups. There's, I won't argue with there's that. There's a point I mean, there, yeah. I, I think, you know, it's, it's segregating the trucks, I think it would enhance. The, the, to me, the truck dangers, and I, mean, I think you have a very good point. I'm thinking about it. You're going on the expressway, wherever it is, and a bunch of trucks are all around you. Now, you've got to exit. The exits are on the right. Uh, if all the trucks are pushed to the right because they're deprived of the left-hand lane, I see your, your point exactly. Absolutely. I, I have actually missed, knowingly missed, exits because I couldn't get over there. And if you put, you talk about accidents happening that you don't know why, people that say, I'm going to get off on the ex exit no matter what, and you've all seen them. Oh, yeah. And they pass three lanes of traffic to get to that exit. Yep. And then, he, and if he isn't, if he isn't lucky, he creates an accident. So I love the idea. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's a great yeah, idea. Thank you, Jim. Lobby for that. And uh, gosh, Daddy, I wished you were here right now. My father was a trucker. He was a truck driver. He drove across country, and he would always come home, and he'd always say the same thing. Why are those people over in the left-hand lane? The truckers belong in the left-hand lane. And he'd go on and on and on. Don't they respect us? <laughs> we're doing an important job. And that was in the 50s. Yeah, same is true today. All right, I got one for Rick. Good morning. My question is, why resurface the disks when replacing disk pads if the disks are still running true? Being an old DIYer, I used to just put on the new pads and didn't have any problems. Best regards, Bruce. In some cases, yeah, you can get away with that. But if you've ever seen a brake disc and you looked at it closely after it's been run for a while with the pads on there, they start developing little grooves, mm -hmm. little bridges. And when you put, simply put a new set of pads on there, those pads are going to wear in matching up to those grooves and it's going to wear funny and it can make noise. And just as a dealership mechanic, one of the first things that a customer is looking for as soon as they get new brakes, is there any noise from those brakes? And if there's the least little bit of squeak, mm -hmm. they're right back in and the mechanic's doing the job again. So we take care to make sure that we clean, relubricate everything needs to be done properly and resurface those rotors properly so that there are no noises when we put those brakes back together. Is mm -hmm. it just as safe, even though it might make some noise if you didn't replace the, the disc? Uh, there can be some safety issues. If those pads are grabbing at the wrong spot, it can make those brakes feel funny when you step on them. Mm -hmm. They can shudder and vibrate at times. Well, there you go. Good stuff, Rick. And uh, folks, I, I failed to mention uh, earlier that uh, because we're getting ready for the Mystery Shopping <coughs> Report, our lines are frozen, uh, but you are a big part of the voting system for the Mystery Shop, and that text number is 772-497-6530. All right. Uh, Mark chimed in real quick. He says, I just spoke with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Base rate comparison, $67 a day plus taxes, insurance, uh, add-ons. You know the business. Do the math. Sounds like about eighty bucks a day to me. So hmm. maybe we got to raise our prices. Getting, getting close to ninety-five <laughs> for the guy that, yeah, didn't realize go. how high the prices were. Goodness, yeah. inflation and then, is everywhere. And if you go to the airport, forget about it. No, yeah, don't no, even. For sure. Okay, I got a couple more for Rick here. Uh, this person asked, "Can I use ethanol gas in my 2020 Camry?" Maybe he's referring to E85, I guess. 
No. <laughs> okay. Uh, we need to make them fast because we're getting big. I know. And then I got one more says, not even a question. Well, it's about time Toyota's building a multi billion battery plant in the United States. Hmm. I heard about that. So yep. I guess it's happening. It's yeah. happening. Uh, they're going to spend about three or four billion on it and hopefully yeah. make a lot of jobs. Well, well, it used to be a billion was a lot of money. I know. It's like chump change nowadays. Yeah. Trillion. <laughs> if you're, if you're, you know, we don't, a billionaire, pretty soon we'll have trillionaires. Do we have any trillionaires? Uh, I think Elon might be the first. I'm Getting sure. Close. <laughs> Getting close. Getting close, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, and that is it. Do you want to go to the Mystery Shopping Report? Millionaires will be on welfare. I know. There'll be a safety net for them. We'll figure out something. Okay, Mystery Shop. Bev Smith Kia. Last week, we talked about how nearly two years of pandemic and ongoing economic turbulence really brought out the, call it, creativity in car dealer advertising. We're being kind. That's a nice way to put it. Uh, Of course, by creative, I mean shameless, unethical, (laughs) unprincipled, cheesy i have a much better adjective than that but i can't use it on the air oh boy and in many cases illegal in fact i've got here the uh, florida code uh statutes on car dealer advertising the uh regulation of trade commerce investments and solicitations actionable unfair or deceptive acts or practices which i'll quote from during this mystery shopping report so in some cases we really have illegal activity and you're about ready to hear some of it right here on the stage. Um, we reverence the worst of the worst, an ad from Beth Smith Kia in Fort Pierce, Florida. This was the one that used an incentive for healthcare workers and first responders to lure in an unqualified buyer. I went, I went back to read it again after the show, and it's just bad. Here it is. Uh, this is the worst we've seen. The worst, uh, what is the word? It's just uh, cruel. Yes. Cruel and unusual. Egregious. Uh, headline, Beth Smith Toyota Stimulus, We Want to Help. It went on to proclaim, just announced, 0% APR, financing for 84 months. Get a check for up to $5,000 back when you buy. Nobody ever gets a check. They always apply it against the car, so the dealer gets it back. But you think you're getting a check. <laughs> Make no payments for six months when you buy or lease. Ain't gonna happen.com. Get a $25 Walmart or Lowe's gift card with any test drive, even at home test drives. Well, that's sure good. Now, this is a part you can't read, even with, probably with a magnifying glass. Fine print. Offers on select models with approved credit. Example vehicle, new 2019 Toyota Sequoia. Uh, here's, uh, here's the stock number MDL. Hashtag 7919, MSRP 58,085, cash back in lieu of all incentives and rebates, so you forfeit all of the other uh, if you get the cash back. For retail new con- Toyota contracts, uh, first, first three months deferred through Southeast Toyota Finance, so you have to have, uh, you can't use your bank or anybody else's bank, you gotta go with Toyota's bank. Next, three months paid, by Beth Smith Toyota up to $1,500. And you know who's really paying that, don't you? It ain't Beth Smith Toyota. <laughs> it ain't Frank Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> Interest accrues during deferrals. Uh, for lease, uh, new Toyota contract, six months covered by Beth Smith up to $3,000. Uh, what's a GIX card? I have no idea. GIX cards provided by Beth Smith Toyota for new and used car. Drive. So Maybe that's gift card and some sort of 
weird, you know, jargon. <laughs> yeah. And it goes on. One per household. Prior test drives excluded. Finance offer available through Space Coast Credit Union. This is where it really, really gets nasty. Can you imagine doing this? Uh, finance offer available through Space Coast Credit Union for first responders and medical field employees only. Now that, that's a legitimate offer that was made by this union that has no affiliation with uh, Best Smith Kia. Mm -hmm. And uh, and this is it's, it's meant to reward our heroes out there, the first responders. But it doesn't apply to you, the 99.99% of the people that read this ad are not first responders or medical field employees. All offers exclude tax tax title registration and $898.50 dealer fee. These charges represent cost and profit to the dealer for items such as inspecting, cleaning, adjusting vehicles, and repairing documents related for sale. And that's why I brought out this uh, Florida statute. They say that the dealer fee that they're charging you is for inspecting, cleaning, and adjusting vehicles. And here's what the Florida law says. You cannot charge a customer for any pre-delivery service charges required by the manufacturer, distributor, or importer for which the dealer is reimbursed by the manufacturer, distributor, or importer. So this is the law, folks. I'm holding it up for the streamers here. Uh, you, it's, it's illegal. So here we have, and this is an ad that was run earlier. This is not this mystery shopping report, but this is an example of an illegal advertisement that was totally overlooked by all the regulators. I don't know why. You break the law, you should pay the penalty, but it doesn't happen. We went back again in February this year when Best Smith Toyota, uh, Best Smith Kia teamed up with Buyback Billy. <laughs> I love that. That's one of these can you pay an upfront price uh, for a sale. They come in from out of town and they set up a tent and they take advantage of your customers instead of you. Um, buyback Billy to promise $8,000 over Kelly Blue Book on all trades. So how have we stayed away from Frank Gonzalez and his crew for so long during this unending inventory crisis? We don't know. There's so many dealers and so much bad behavior. Really, it's hard being warriors, consumer justice. I like that phrase. Agent Lightning returned this week to see what Frank's team's been uh, cooking up. And here we are. Speaking in the first person is if I were our female shopper, Agent Lightning. Before having, heading up to Fort Pierce, I browsed the paltry new car inventory on Best Smith Kia's website. I saw that they had a few Tellurides, Kia Tellurides, uh, so I decided to make that my target vehicle. In case they didn't have them, I chose a Sportage as a backup. I arrived at lunchtime, greeted by a salesman named Quentin. He introduced himself as Q, mm -hmm. and he asked if I was there for the big sale. I told Q, you know, we, we're seeing a pattern with that, salespeople coming up with cute names. I think it's kind of smart. It's you very kinda, smart. You remember, yeah, we have... Uh, my name is Freckles. Yeah, we have Magic Mike. <laughs> yeah, we do. And you remember that, mm -hmm. so that's a cool, cool tactic. I told Q that I'd heard not, <laughs> I'd not heard of the big sale, and asked him to tell me more. He responded by saying, "Yes, ma'am, we're offering up uh, to two, seven thousand dollars over Kelly Blue Book uh, for trade-ins." I told him that sounded great, but I wasn't trading anything in. Q assured me that he would still give me a great deal today. We walked inside. He offered me a seat. 
Then they said to be right back. I observed several employees, including Q, who were wearing masks, but most were not. He returned with a guest information sheet that had all the standard questions listed in checklist form. He went down the list asking the questions. The last question was, what is your desired monthly payment? I told him I just wanted an out-the-door cash price. I decided whether or not to finance it after I'd seen that. He took my license. I left to make a copy and get the keys for the Telluride. I went out front to wait for him. There was a group of nine salespeople gathered near the door. Uh, the wolf pack. I mean, why? Can you imagine walking into Publix and you have a bunch of salesmen waiting for you? <laughs> hey, let me show you the bread. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> why? Are you here for the big bread sale? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why don't they hide the, Why don't they hide the salesman? Uh, Anyway, I'd be afraid to drive off. Hey, come on back here. I want to show yeah. you my chuck roast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cue back to tell right in and open the hood, the doors, and the rear, rear hatch. He then gave me a comprehensive and quite technical presentation of not just the vehicle, but of the various warranties that come with it. Now, I'm seeing another trend here, not related to what we are talking about, but having to do with uh, expertise and product knowledge and, and, and showing... Uh, things that are that's good so you know let's give credit where credit is due I'm seeing a greater education and familiar of salespeople with the product and I don't know why but hey it's happening uh, the MSRP was 38145 but there was an addendum of course not just any addendum <laughs> I mean but a doozy <laughs> a slam bang doozy Best Smith Kia was adding an additional oh are you sitting down for this, John? Are you sitting down for this? $19,995 to the MSRP. I thought that was it was the MSRP. $19,995 added to the MSRP for wheel locks, a sunshade, nitrogen. Uh, Nancy and I were talking about that in the car consumer reports, uh, exposing nitrogen for what it is, nothing in the tires, a pinstripe, a tag bracket, I mean, hey, folks, we're talking 19995 Where's the value? A detail and delivery, <laughs> which they got reimbursed for. The factory, Kia, reimburses them for their, uh, for their uh, vehicle to, to, to wash it, detail it. Uh, first oil change and a car wash and a partridge and a pear tree. No, and, uh, and storage guards. And read below all the installed junk, Limited availability. Now that's the justification for the nineteen thousand. Let's call it twenty thousand dollars. Twenty thousand dollars added to sticker. Whew. I drove on the test drive, and Q continued to educate me about the car. I told him that I was impressed. I asked how long he'd been selling Kias. He told me only been three months, and he's already their top salesperson. I asked him how many cars he had to sell to be number one, and he told me eighteen. We returned to the dealership, parked, and Q asked how I liked it. I said I liked it, but was a little shocked by the large markup on the sticker price. Q tried to explain about the chip shortage and how the Tellurides in stock wouldn't last, which is true. I mean, there is a chip shortage, and there is a shortage of cars. Then he went back to the trial close, asked me to tell him on a scale of 1 to 10. I guess this is relatively new. I don't know, maybe old. On uh, a scale of 1 to 10, how do you like it? I told Q it was around an 8. 
he asked me what it would what I need to make it a 10 in my eyes I said he needed to take off the extra markups on the sticker we both laughed I don't know why he laughed but he did why he laughed because he's he knows he's not going to take it off he asked me if I want to take it home today I said we need to see the numbers before I agree to anything oh I'm so happy took my my mask off so I can lick my fingers when I turn the page <laughs> Back at Q's desk, he tried to get me to fill out a credit application. I told him I wouldn't let him run my credit until after I decided whether to finance through the dealership. Boy, they really want to run your credit. I mean, let me run your credit. Sign here. You know, <laughs> sign, please. sign, sign. I'm begging you. <laughs> yeah, they probably have a spiff, maybe, you know. Get the signed credit application, you get an extra $25. Oh, it opens up the door for them yeah. to make all oh, much yeah. more money. Yeah. Q said he needed to run my credit so he could give me accurate figures. B.S. <laughs> Q uh, relented after I told him he could tell his sales manager they had an 800 FICA score. Eight months later, Q returned with sales manager Louie. Louie had a Louie and Q. I can't forget that pair. <laughs> Louie and Q had a worksheet. In, uh, Q had a Louie had the worksheet in his hand along with a copy of the Moroni label in the addendum. Louie sat down, began reviewing the numbers. My selling price was fifty-eight thousand one forty-five. Why? <laughs> <laughs> he added, I go, why? 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 Yeah, why add it? You know, why? $898.50. It's like a few more pennies on top of that file there. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Pre delivery service here. They had to do that just to make it illegal, right? Because the, <laughs> yeah, we gotta, if we're going to get all the money, we gotta, we got we to gotta steal. Yeah. So that's a violation of the Florida statute, unfair and deceptive trade practice. So they added that and told you it was for getting the car ready for delivery, and they were reimbursed for that, and that's against the law. I said, I'll take it. Uh, and the cube must have uh, your eyes rolled back. <laughs> he probably almost lost consciousness. He saw that boat he was going to Nobody ever said that before. <laughs> and then, and then uh, Adrian Lightning probably cracked up and said, ah, just kidding. <laughs> that was cruel. She is, be, she she's is really, so funny. She's really cruel, yeah, right. <laughs> I just stared at Louie until he started talking again. <laughs> he got his breath back, telling me uh, <laughs> something about their lifetime powertrain already. Now, that's... That's a joke. I mean, that and nitrogen will get you a cup of coffee. No, it won't get you a cup of coffee. <laughs> a cup of coffee is $3. Right? And then he asked if I was ready to talk to the finance department. I said there was no way I'd pay $20,000 over a sticker. You heard it. 20000 That's what they're going for. Ben Smith Kia going for the jugular. That's even higher than the jugular. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they're going for. Yeah. Louis asked me what I meant. He was, uh, I was puzzled. He went on and said, tell me in English, what figure, tell me in English, uh, tell me in English, what figure do you mean to be at? I believe that's a grammatical error. That was an exact quote. Though. Exact quote, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that should have said, what figure at which do you wish to you be? You don't end a sentence with exactly. a preposition. Exactly. Come on, Louis. <laughs> Come on. He asked me if I uh, realized the out-the-door figure of 63000 Two forty-six, including tax and tax. Oh, okay. Well, I will take it. Where do I sign? Right. <laughs> I asked him if this was the best he could do, and Louis said, "Maybe I could come down a thousand, but that'd be the best I could do." I said, "I wasn't kept. I wasn't keen on paying all that money only to have the car depreciate as soon as I drive away." Louis interrupted with a loud, "Not true." Oh, Louis, you lie, and told me that they are giving their customers more for the trade-ins. 
than what they paid for them. <laughs> so no. just give her. So um, they should. She, they uh, could keep their cars. They give her some money. And then I, would, I, would, I, would, I mean, if I, if I were age with lightning, I, I really were age with lightning. I would have said, Louis, tell me, when you give me a lot of money more for my trade-in than what it's worth, what do you do with that car? You sell it to somebody else, don't you? And uh, anyway, he wouldn't have admitted that, and I'd have been wasting my breath. So there, there we are. I told Louis I was done here because I would not be willing to agree on their ridiculous price. And I think there we have it. I think that's, uh, yeah, I got some, uh, some, picture. some pictures here. But that's a shop. And we need to get some votes in because I, I ran a little bit longer than I thought. Uh, any votes coming in anywhere? Do we have any votes? Uh, we shut it off pretty quick. Let's see. Anne-Marie comes in with a 19,000 over sticker. Big F. Big F from Frank. Frank says, F, unbelievable. F, three times over. It is an egregious one. Anything on it YouTube, Rick? I think most of my YouTube family is, uh, they, they, they're in shock, shock here. They're, they passed out. Uh, <laughs> Mark from St. Louis, due to the F shortage, grade G. <laughs> and G. Tom Gilliland, somewhere between an F or an F minus. Uh, woo. I, I got a Bob over here. Bob says, F for Q and BS Toyota <laughs> and the BS sales practices. Jonathan Wellington, illegal activity is all I needed to hear. F. I'll, I personally, this is you know uh, the easiest F I've ever issued. No brainer. Yeah, it's not even <clears throat> not even worth uh, you, you know the uh, grade. Mm -hmm. uh, first of all, I want to thank uh, our mystery shopper. Right? Uh, she does. Oh man. Uh, she never ceases to amaze us and what a job she does week in and week out and she is again i'll say amazing and uh, i'm going to vote for linda and she gave him a big f and uh hey even with the gix card uh what's a gix <laughs> card i mean is that a gift card that you they present you with when you take a test drive on a new car or a used car who knows and who how much is that gift card and <laughs> It's a rhetorical question. Unless it's twenty thousand dollars, I'm not it's there. Not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so I give him a big fat F, Earl. I've got to fail him. I hate to fail, Dillis. You know, uh, I, I I always uh, you on I the always curve. take my heels in because we're great on the curve. But this is a no-brainer curve thing. They're going to, they're going to our do not buy from this dealer list. Do Ms. not buy from Bessmith Kia. Buy your Kia somewhere else. Now, Fort Pierce, stay out of there. And that's our mystery shop, uh, like Earl said, from uh, Bev Smith Kia. And goodness gracious, we all have enough problems. We don't need any more. Stay out of Bev Smith Kia. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us here at Earl Stewart on Cars. We so appreciate your company and have a wonderful weekend. Stay safe.